Hey man, what's going on? What's going on, man? Just hanging out, you know, just a normal Monday. Another Monday in the life of us. Pretty special. <laughs> yeah. Did you do anything fun this week or since we last talked or this weekend um, or anything? Did I? You would know. Did I? I feel like I, I did, did something. Uh, it might have just been another grind week for me. I yeah. working on some, making some recordings and we're getting, like I talked about last week, the record is, well, actually it's officially done now. Whoa. Yeah. So it's done with mastering. So we have all the official tracks back and now we upload them all the magic places and yeah man you're gonna put them put them all on youtube <laughs> yeah <laughs> man youtube is such a premium music listening experience okay so i posted that youtube thing youtube for music thing to tiktok and mm-hmm. people came after us a little bit they're like you've obviously never heard of youtube music i'm like actually i have that's oh, not I what have. i'm talking about i'm talking about you pulling up a youtube video and using yeah. that Anyway, we don't need to get into it again. It, it was a hot topic. I was kind of surprised. What's the YouTube music experience it's just, like? I don't know. I've I've never played around with it, but it's just oh. their attempt at trying to be Spotify. Sure. You know, to me, it's like the argument that people were making was that watching or going the YouTube route kind of helps you find like fringe artists that aren't on Spotify, kind of like SoundCloud, you know? Yeah. Or like some one-off, like maybe a live performance or something that's not on Spotify. Interesting. But like, if I want to like sit down and listen to a bunch of music, I'm not, I'm thinking about the use case of like your phone. Like I'm not going to listen through YouTube videos on my phone Mm -mm. because you can't like close out of it or anyway, we don't need to talk about this again. I've never used it anyways. Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. Um, What about you? What was last week like for you? Last week today? Kind of more of the same, a grind yeah. week as well. I uh, I did mess up a ridiculous amount of sushi this weekend, which was <laughs> super nice. I'm a big yeah. sushi guy, not in the way of like a sushi connoisseur, but uh, <laughs> I just really enjoy sushi. <clears throat> so I went out with some buddies on uh, Saturday night and we did that. And then uh, Sunday, my girlfriend had the day off, so... We just hung out together. We made dinner that night. Um, I made chicken marsala, which is my only mm. like somewhat impressive meal I know how to make. And I have to look yeah. at the recipe every time. But um, it's this dish that my grandma always used to make um, when we would see her. And for a while, it was like my go-to birthday meal um, that I made my mom make for me. So it's like mm. this like special thing to me to make because it's kind of a, a family, mm. not a family recipe, but something that... I've I kind of grew up eating, so it's pretty good. So if you were on Tinder still, that would be like your one you threw out if someone asked you like, "What's the best meal you make?" Or yeah, unfortunately, I probably I probably would say that. What's but. wrong with that? Most of the time, it's spaghetti. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, I make chicken marsala on angel hair pasta, which <laughs> that's the only way I've known how to known it but apparently like if you order it at a restaurant it usually comes on like mashed potatoes which i think is weird yeah like i've had Mm -hmm. it that way and i 
far and beyond prefer it with pasta just because pasta is the goat but yeah man but it's like it's like fake impressive because it's just a pasta i feel like all pasta dishes are like kind of the same but yeah i know there's just like there's romanticism attached to pasta dishes you know like chicken alfredo i remember in high school that used to be like if did you this is gonna be a weird question could get cringy did you ever have dates in high school where you like had the ability to make dinner and it was like just the two of you um yeah you did yeah at, like at your parents place they kind of mm-hmm. let you have the kitchen and yeah either at, either at their p- place or my girlfriend's place at the time oh, my yeah. other friends always tell me that's super crazy like yeah it's because in high school most guys are not concerned about like dating <laughs> a girl they're concerned about just like making out with girls you know <laughs> oh but so I, we're good I think we're, yeah, I I think we're uh, the good guys here. Yeah, we're cut above for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I I would go out to dinner with my girlfriend in high school. Like, we would, on birthdays and stuff, we would go out to what we thought was a nice restaurant at the time. Yeah. um, And stuff, and always felt super uncomfortable because everyone treats you like you're sitting in a high chair, even though you're not, you know? Yeah. Because a lot of times the servers were people from UNK, the college that I like yeah, somehow knew. knew or they knew my sister or something. So they knew I was like barely old enough to even drive myself there, let alone like <laughs> do anything else. <laughs> you know. But, so ask if you want juice. Yeah. You guys want some sparkling juice? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember pick I remember picking up the uh, Welch's sparkling grape juice a couple times. Oh really? Yeah. Just trying to mm. go above and beyond. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of a weird thing I think about sometimes, like all the effort that was put into, I can guarantee that none of my high school relationships make it sound like there was a lot. Let me start over. (laughs) It's like, you know, there's a lot of effort put into relationships early on just because you, like, is there another way to, to be in a relationship? Well, yeah, I think there is. Like like I said, there's a lot of guys at yeah. that age especially that don't put in yeah. any any effort or whatever. But I I mean, I grew up watching like romantic comedies and like uh Yeah, me too. How I Met Your Mother and stuff where like the whole show is about like trying to win over a, a woman's heart or something. So I was trying I to do all these like datey things. I don't, I I'm, I kind of make fun of it now. I don't think it's a bad thing, but No. It is kind of an interesting point that you make with like all the effort we put into a relationship that 90% of the time doesn't like go further than high school, you know? I but, know. Well, yeah. it's either it crash and burn after high school or you get married. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, especially, no... especially from where we're from, like the <laughs> high school sweetheart thing, I feel like is a more of a Midwest thing than mm. anywhere else in the world. I don't know. Yeah. Or in the country, I guess, but. Interesting. Um, I have a question for you that has sure. nothing to do with any of that. Isn't that pretty normal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the way they start. Um, so I had a, an experience today where, um, I mean, I'll just, I'll just be frank. Uh, I was in the bathroom and uh-huh. I was at the, at the urinal next to another man mm-hmm. and um, I had stage fright. Does this ever happen to you? Oh, yeah. I've got... Do you have more of a story to tell? Because I have a, I have a long... You can tell your story, and then I'll ask you my sure? question after that. Yeah. Yeah, when I was in the fifth grade, I remember the details of this specifically. 
very clearly, vividly is the word I was looking for. I was standing at the urinal after lunch, and there was like just me and somebody in the stall, I'm sure, whatever, it doesn't matter, minor yeah. details. A bunch of people walked, a bunch of guys walked in in my class, like guys I knew, I was friends yeah. with. But when you're in the fifth grade, you're just stupid. And right. I mean, still stupid, but one of one of them came up behind me when I was going and like kicked me in the back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like just covered and, you know, right. I had to change. I had to go and change. Made a mess. Right. <laughs> Ever since then, I had to do like, it took me years to get to the point where I was like, I mean, it's fine now. Yeah. But it it was bad, man. Like I remember track meets because you're in the Midwest at track meets. The bathrooms are basically like a trough. Right. And I remember standing there with like five other guys and it's just like all, you know. Right. And the thoughts are going through your head. Like, yeah. how, come this, how come I can't hear the <laughs> it's flashing? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So, yeah. So that's why you had stage fright. Someone kicked you in the back. Yeah. 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 Okay. Pretty so pretty bad. My question is, when you get stage fright, what do you do? Mm. Do you pretend like you're peeing and then pretend <laughs> like you finished peeing and flush the toilet? <laughs> or do you just zip up and walk away? Or do you just wait it out until the other person leaves? This is so funny because so many people probably think of this, but no one talks about it. Um... There have been times where I'm like, I've been here way too long. Yeah. And like airports can get that way. Mm-hmm. If I like kind of had to go and then I get in there and it's just like a party. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna forfeit my bot. Right. Maybe I'll check another one down, down the line. Right. Uh, what do you do? I feel like my strategy changes depending on if I'm next to someone I know or not. Sure. If I'm next to a complete stranger and it has happened to me, I usually just wait it out because <laughs> I know that, especially if it's a busy bathroom, like I don't want to get out of line and then get back in line to, you know, yeah. I just wait till the person leaves or whatever. Yeah, usually I'm fine if I just pull out my phone and, and mm-hmm. or whatever. But today I was next to someone that I knew and uh, I just, I found, I pulled out my phone, wouldn't work. And I was like thinking in my head, um, he has to know that I'm not peeing, right? He can't hear it. Like, there's no way that he think like he knows I'm just standing here, like not peeing. So it's weird because we like walked into the bathroom together. So now I'm like, right. does he think I just like followed him into the bathroom? Like, what is this? This yeah. is so-, so I like a freaking psychopath. Pre- I just like pretended like I finished peeing and I flushed the toilet that had no yep. pee in it or the the urinal or whatever. I flushed it, zipped up, went and washed my hands as if I had peed and left. And then sure enough, 20 minutes later, I just went back to the bathroom and went pee because I still had to pee. <laughs> I think, I feel like I've done that. Like just, it's not even really thinking about it. You're like going through the motions and then you're like, what the heck did I yeah. just do? You know, you're walking yeah. out of the bath. And also you went in with the guy. So was he kind of like expecting you to kind of, well, we were Rally like, we out. were like talking when we went in, which like my dude, I have a rule that I will not mm-hmm. talk to someone at the urinal. I just think mm-hmm. it's weird. I, mm-hmm. We we're both exposed. Like, I don't <laughs> like, unless I'm really good friends with you, 
I don't want to talk to you at the urinal, you know? <laughs> and that's what was happening. We like were talking as we were walking up to the urinal. And so then I got all like flustered and mm. just, it was a thing. So, um, man, it's such a bizarre thing. So I've been like going to the bathroom with the boy, mm-hmm. you know, and just because Your it, I'll be Your my son. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My, my son, my boy, <laughs> henceforth known as the boy. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm holding him or whatever, and I can't really put him down outside the bathroom, and I'm not going to let him crawl around in the bathroom because that's right. disgusting. Right. And so I'm holding him, and he always just does like this, like lean over, look, <laughs> look down. He looks at me like, like, yeah, you do this too. You just, you don't really know when, yeah. and you just kind of... <laughs> Whenever right. you feel like it. And yeah, in your pants. It's over. Yeah, I'm kind of, I don't know, man. There's just this whole thing that's going to be coming up, you know? Mm. Like, so far, let's be real. My gig in this thing, pretty simple, right? right. But, right. like, as he gets older, there's going to be a lot of me and him time being like, hey, man, this is how it works. And this is one of the things I was thinking about was when we're in, like, a a public bathroom, you know? Right. I am going to be like sweating when he's talking in the stall. Like, oh, yeah. You know? About just, something completely ridiculous yeah. that kids talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has listened to a kid talk in the bathroom. And, and it's like, like, oh, God. Yeah. What are you even talking about? This has, that has nothing to do with what we're doing. Let's just get, let's get through this and then we'll talk yeah, about like, that. The guy that stall over, dad, his shoes are really bright blue. Right. <laughs> right. Just like, like shit. <laughs> Just yeah. focus buddy focus yeah nah, when i was when i was out fine. to eat uh on saturday i went to the bathroom the, i promise this whole episode is not going to be about bathroom talk but <laughs> let's do it i uh i went to the bathroom and there was a guy just like so like you know naturally the men's room and the women's room are like on different sides of this hallway there's a mm-hmm. guy just standing in the hallway and i'm like you waiting he's like no i'm waiting for my daughter so he had like walked his daughter to the bathroom or whatever well, then I go to open the door and this l- little boy runs out of the men's room and it's like, daddy, oh. I, I need help. So he had taken both of his oh. kids to the bathroom at the same time. A legend. And I could see the panic in his eyes of like, well, <laughs> now I have to leave my daughter. Like, you oh. know, he was trying to decide which, what to do. Yeah, so what a crazy choice to I, make. I guess, I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't give him a post game interview on how he made that decision, <laughs> but he chose the boy. And my guess is he, the boy was probably the younger one or something like yeah. chances of um, a mess probably went up with him versus with oh, the girl yeah, or something. For sure. so, yeah. A little bit more know. involved. Yeah. I'm starting to like, <laughs> as a, as a guy without kids, you know, becoming an adult i'm starting to notice things that parents do a lot more and like uh starting to think about how i would handle those situations and i Mm -hmm. probably would not have handled that one well yeah man i think that's one of the you should do that just as a person like just banking that knowledge just in case right uncle uncle duty is hard too you know what you're gonna have sometimes so it's like just kind of like what what would I have done? Or like I always I find myself always doing like the kind of the wince thing. Like, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have been my choice, but good for you. Like, like do parents that kind of go back and forth with their kid in a store kind of shout, and it's like, yeah, and you you you're the boss, don't, right? Don't go down there. Yeah, dude. My uh, I mean I don't remember. Obviously, I was a perfect kid, so we never had to worry about it. But uh, my mom said if. If my sister and I would get 
rowdy or something at the store she would just leave like leave yeah. everything in the cart and just leave like i'll just do oh, this yeah. later you know but mm-hmm. i see so many parents now like their kids are just screaming and then yeah. they like put them in front of an ipad or they give them a give them mm-hmm. a candy or something to shut them up i'm like you are you know what you're doing right you're rewarding yeah. that behavior with the thing that they want you know so Dude, one of the coolest things i ever saw was i was sitting outside of a restaurant that we we had just eaten at and this mom and her little girl came out and the little girl was just bawling and couldn't even understand her. And the mom was like, just tell me what's wrong. She like crouched down with her. She's like, just talk to me. What's mm-hmm. wrong? And she was like, there weren't enough plates on the table for me to. And she was just, you know, just yeah. losing it. And the mom was like, honey, they're bringing another plate out. They're bringing another plate out for you. You have a chair. Yeah. You have a spot at the table. Like got her calmed down. Mm. She was still just not happy for a while, and then the mom calmed her down, and they went in. I was like, "That's it, right there." Right. Like, don't, don't just let the kid. Yeah, just in front of go everybody. Clear. Yeah. <laughs> in the restaurant, because right. it's not just about you looking like a good parent either. It, I mean, it well, no, be it's added. yeah, it's like there's a Courtesy. kid screaming in someone's ears and stuff. Exactly. You know, like it's not like you're on a plane where you can't go right. somewhere. You know, exactly. I, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I'm not a parent, but I think if my kid was having a tantrum in a restaurant, I would take him out of the restaurant until things yeah. cooled down, you know? Yeah. My dad was kind of the same as you. He'd like kind of take us out of the store and be like, are we good? And yeah. he'd usually be like, I think so. And like, all right. Right. <laughs> now yeah. that that's over. Let's yeah. Let's get back to work here. Parenting 101, guys. Uh, tune yeah. in next week for... Uh, or the 202 to- course on how to handle your teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. So another thing this weekend that I did, um, my girlfriend and I watched a movie, which is not a common occurrence, so it was kind of fun. Oh, no, really? Yeah, we're, we don't watch movies very often. Um, really? It's kind of something that I am trying to do more of because it's a little bit more engaging than... Otherwise, we just watch a show that we've all we've both seen yeah, before. Shows. You know, it's just like saying. this mindless. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided to watch a movie after we had our dinner that I made. Um, we watched the movie Free Guy, which uh, if you're planning on seeing it, you should probably watch it before listening to the rest of this episode because I'm <laughs> I'm not going to make any attempt to not spoil anything because I I just don't want to think about it. But I prim- haven't seen it, so I'll be discovering it. Yeah, well, I'm going to spoil it for you because... That's fine. I figured, you know, whatever. Um, We chose the movie because it had Ryan Reynolds in it, who is, like, my number one man crush. Like, if I was... my boyfriend. If I was to leave my girlfriend for a man, it would be for Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Um, No doubt in my mind. And I'm not even ashamed of it. I'm I'm proud to say it. But (laughs) we chose it for that reason. Um, We had seen the previews and stuff, and it looked kind of silly and and fun, so we watched it. But... Right away, uh, my girlfriend was not super into it because the whole st- the whole sh- movie takes place inside of a video game. So mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds' character is a, a non-player character in the video game. And then the other mm-hmm. main character is someone who's from the real world actually playing the game. Um, and the premise is Ryan Reynolds' character is this artificial intelligence video game character that becomes self-aware in the game. And then the other person playing realizes, and um, there's this whole underlying story. I won't get in, get into that, but um, 
the interesting thing that it made me think about was like um like the new facebook metaverse thing um, mm-hmm. where you're supposed to be able to like virtual reality go into this whole other world. Um, and right. you, you and I play a lot of Grand Theft Auto, which was mm-hmm. the game that they were in was essentially like a, a ripoff of Grand Theft Auto. It was like everyone, oh, really? everyone driving around just like robbing banks and like shooting people for no reason. And like, yeah, that's why I was so engaged because it felt so familiar to me. Oh, um, cool. But I thought it would be fun to kind of talk about like, what we would do in that situation of like being mm-hmm. in this world where there are no rules or whatever. Um, yeah. You can do whatever you want um, because the end of the movie ends with like, instead of being this horrible video game where the, the non playable characters get murdered day in and day out, they like transition into this world where there's like everybody just lives peacefully and can do whatever mm. they want. Um mm. First off, what do you think of the whole metaverse thing um, and yeah. like this technology of people leaving their real lives to spend time in like mm. a fake world, like fully immersed in it, not just like on a screen? Yeah. I appreciate you keeping me on track when we're in these conversations, like making sure that I don't, I'm kind of like a little <laughs> lamb. You keep me. Well, the, I, there doesn't the need to be a track, but sometimes I need to keep myself on track too. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So that metaverse thing. Can you explain a little more about it? Because all I really know is that it's it's Facebook, but it's <laughs> not Facebook, right? Yeah, it's like um, their attempt at creating <clears throat> just like, a like virtual this, world, a virtual world where you will be able to go like shopping and these virtual marketplaces, like. Um, Basically, yeah. like instead of going to Amazon.com, <clears throat> you'll go to like a virtual department store and like pick mm. things out off the shelf and stuff, or like be able to hang out with your friends and play card games with your friends. And they all have like these characters. It's like, you know, it's like Sims, but instead of right. controlling a character on a screen, you have like a headset on and you can see, like see and move around in three dimensions and in all of it. Mm. I don't know. I kind of take this stance with stuff like this and video games is kind of included. I feel like if you're able to unplug from that, then maybe it could be really cool, you know? Yeah. Um, and if you have friends like real life friends that, that, um, you could join in with on there, that would be kind of cool. I, I know there's also people who you, you sometimes see on online or whatever people will post and say, me and my buddy played Xbox for five years and I finally just met him. Right. Or right. something like that. Like that's, that's cool too. Like mm-hmm. I've seen guys like be in guys weddings, you know? Yeah. Online, not people I know, but yeah, because they played together online. I mean, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's a weird balance thing for me. And I am a, I'm a, what's the word? I think I have an addictive personality. Yeah. So, like, if I did something like that, I think I would get pretty, pretty into it. Pretty into it. You know, what's mm-hmm. that? What's on the office? Isn't there a game? Is that a real game? When remember Jim has the guitar on his back? Yeah, I think they Pam's called like, it Second Do you Life. Even play guitar? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, Second Life. That's right. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Kind of. Well, I think that's kind of the concept. Like, to mm-hmm. be honest, I don't know a whole lot of what um, Lizard Man Mark Zuckerberg is is planning with this whole thing, but. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely like 
this push in technology to try to integrate more and more virtual reality mm. stuff. Um, my biggest fear is that we become like the the fat people from Wally. Wally, yeah. you know, where we just like are stuck <laughs> in these chairs, living a life that we don't actually have. You know, like this ideal. You can create your avatar, like dude with six pack abs or something but in reality yeah. you're like mowing through bags of potato chips <laughs> while you play this game or something you know <laughs> stuff like that that i think people could get really tied to yeah and, uh man you know that would happen though right yeah well you, i think would... i think it happens already with with other games and i think yeah. this whole the immersive experience would just make it even more addictive and i think it would make yeah. it more addictive for a larger group of people like um, just like Joe Schmo decides to get into the metaverse and then sooner, you know, overnight his life is over cause he's way cooler in the metaverse than yeah. he is in real life, you know? So why would he, why would he do anything else than just spend time yeah. in there? There's that picture that was kind of good around of, um, Zuck walking down like an aisle and looked like a theater mm -hmm. kind of, and, and everybody in the seats were using the, was it Oculus or yeah? Is that yep. the one mm -hmm. VR headset? And it just kind of gives you that weird feeling of like everybody is zoned in on this little screen on their right. eyes, and he's just kind of like yeah, walking up and down. I'm sure he had like the little earpiece, yeah, talking to everybody. Yeah, the the stuff that I've seen of it so far is still pretty cartoony. Like all the mm -hmm. avatars, they look like Fortnite characters or something. Oh. Um, but I did see, <laughs> I did see a preview of the new, we're going to lose all of our followers right now when I say this. <laughs> I saw a preview of the new Unreal Engine or something, oh, something that yeah, they rendered yeah. with the new Unreal Engine, which for people who don't know, that's like how a lot of video games will render their graphics is through what's mm -hmm. called this, this engine. And this is just one version of it is the Unreal Engine. And mm -hmm. it was a, uh, <clears throat> I think it's a it was Matrix, a, right? Yeah, you're right, right. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, John Wick, I but because I, I remember it had Keanu Reeves in it. But, it Keanu. But basically, you know, they go through this whole thing and you can't really, until the end, you don't realize it's a render. It, like at the very end, they're like, most people didn't realize that that wasn't actually Keanu Reeves. And they show right. the two of them like side by side and you can't tell the difference. Right. So I feel like while like the virtual reality still looks cartoony and looks kind of mm -hmm. like, you know, obviously fake it'll be yes. easy to disconnect from it but then when it comes to a point when things are hyper realistic or at least closer to real you know yeah um, it'll be a lot harder to pull out of it i think yeah i remember seeing someone post um it was a picture from red dead redemption 2 it's like a western game yeah and it was like just this backdrop this sunset and they posted it on like reddit pics like right. beautiful pictures or whatever and people post like where is this where is this and like people guessing at like you know like tens of thousands of likes and then at the top comment eventually became this is from red dead redemption too right you know? and i mm -hmm. remember just being like mm -hmm. that feels weird to me yeah <laughs> i don't know man it's it's strange. Yeah, I saw that unreal engine stuff too and like yeah, when you're looking at something that's just as pretty but you can be whatever you want or do right. whatever you want. Why why would you want to go back right. to reality? Right? Yeah. Reality sucks. Mm -hmm. 
you have your job and and you know people you don't like and you get bullied right well the whole next step of this whole thing and this is where we're going to lose the ne- the last 10 percent that are still here <laughs> there is active work building the backbone of this whole infrastructure where you will be able to make money in video games like not because right now you can make money playing video games through like streaming and like people watching you play and whatever but there's this whole new infrastructure being built where you can actually like go out and find like really rare video game items that are nfts Mm. that you can then trade like trade for other things or sell for um crypto which then converts to cash or whatever Mm. So I feel like that whole thing, once you know, you're in this hyper-realistic world and you can also mm. pay your bills by being there. Yeah. Why would you leave? There was that movie too that that's kind of more ready player one or whatever. Yeah, right. It kind of reminds me of that too. Yeah. So you're saying like if I was a famous gamer and I had like something in a game and it, it was became available to other people that were playing the game, it would be worth more value. Like, they got it from me. Right. Yeah, wow. exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be a famous gamer. It could be, like, Justin Bieber. Just a cool thing Justin Bieber. No, it could be, like, Justin Bieber decided to play this game, and he had this helmet on his character. But the way that NFTs work, like, it registers ownership. It's like, a, like the... Uh, uh, the title of your car, you know, how it mm-hmm. like it shows who who owned it previously or whatever. Um, an NFT will do the same thing, but you can't like erase it or anything. So in this mm-hmm. example, say Justin Bieber decides to play Fortnite for a day and his character has this helmet on it that's an, on, that's an NFT, then someone can buy that helmet from him and then it will be inherently worth more because it was Justin Bieber's. It says Justin Bieber on the ownership list and people can verify that, you know. And the thing is, those kinds of examples only make sense to people that play the video game, right? Like yeah. any just regular Justin Bieber fan wouldn't care about his Fortnite helmet. But you see right. where like this can go is when that becomes commonplace where everybody is in this artificial world or up a lot of people are in it, maybe not everyone. Um, I feel like there's going to be a lot of opportunities to make money through that infrastructure. What do you, what do you think about all that? I think it's cool. I mean, why not? You can avoid it. Can't you? You don't have to. Yeah. I mean, as, as of right now, I, people think that like crypto and NFT and all this is going to completely overthrow, um, Normal money is what's called fiat currency in like the financial world. So they think it's going to completely overthrow fiat. I don't know if that's true. I don't really want to speculate on that reality. But the thing, the thing that's frustrating to me is that folks pretend like it's like it's bullshit just because they don't understand. Like mm-hmm. you can actually buy bitcoin and then convert that to cash in your checking account like that's a real thing that you can do so there's no reason why you couldn't do that with nfts like people don't understand nfts because right now um like the primary example of that is like little like uh, cartoon almost trading card things that you can buy 
Mm. And so people are like, why would I buy that when I can just screenshot it and then use that picture for things? But yeah, the problem, like the thing is the, the proof of ownership concept, you know, like someone would be able to say, well, let me show me your proof of ownership and you wouldn't be able to. So yeah, with the little cartoons, it is kind of hard to wrap your head around, but in terms of like limited edition things, like the video game example, being able to resell digital copies of video games and like digital assets like imagine buying an album and then um, buying an album on itunes or whatever the equivalent is and then you don't listen to it anymore being able to resell that album and get some of your money back on it whereas right now you buy the album and you're stuck with it forever regardless of Mm -hmm. if you listen to it or not you know yeah that's crazy and this isn't this isn't to be confused with like the monetization that you know you know, not to keep going back to video games, we don't have to, but they're just an example. Right, the, right. You know, like buying stuff in game that like makes you uh, better. Yeah. At it, like that's not the same necessarily. Not necessarily, but I think it could be. It could be the same thing, but the flip side of that is you're buying something that has some sort of inherent value to it. You know, like right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Grand Theft Auto, Auto, you can spend 50 bucks for a million in-game dollars that you can then use to buy whatever bullshit guns or vehicles yeah. or whatever you want to buy. But if you have this infrastructure where you can buy and sell things that are NFTs, maybe you put in the 50 bucks of real money, turn it into uh, crypto, and then buy a gun that there's only a few of that the developer releases only limited amounts of or a car or something Mm -hmm. then you know it makes you better in game but then you could eventually sell that to another player for more or less money than you paid for it depending on if you're cool or not or a bunch of other Mm -hmm. factors and stuff so it's like this 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 whole other economy like Mm -hmm. the the concept of the economy thing is not hard to wrap your head around it's the same as in real life it would just take place in a virtual venue you know, how does this work for like anybody that's not us that doesn't play video game? Like how, how do NFTs affect them and their yeah. media consumption? Yeah. So I do want to say I'm not an expert on the crypto NFT topic. It's just something I've been researching a lot recently and tangentially relates to the movie that I saw, but, um, <laughs> a lot of the examples that people give for how it could affect like real life, like tangible things is like, imagine replacing the title of your car with an NFT because it can prove proof of ownership on a decentralized server. So you no longer have to have this like paper document that says you own something. You have a document on the blockchain that says you own something in real life. Um, Lamborghini is actually releasing an NFT soon. Um, there's a lot of spec- speculation on what that's going to look like, but a lot of people are thinking that they're going to use some sort of, um, use it to prove ownership of like some limited edition car or something or some limited run of cars or something. Because Damn. one thing, like if you ever watch the show Pawn Stars, mm-hmm. right? A lot of times people will bring things in and have this story. Like this is a guitar that Jimi Hendrix played. Yeah, And they're like, well, where's your documentation? And sometimes yeah. they'll have a document, but then it's like, how do you know that is real? Someone could have forged the document, you know? Well, in a world of NFTs, a musician, say John Mayer, plays a guitar on a record. 
and mints an NFT um, attached to the serial number of that guitar saying, I, John Mayer, played this guitar on this record. It's provable on the blockchain. Someone can't just, not just anyone can go create things on the blockchain and you can't just like duplicate something once it's on there. So now there's like this referenceable proof of ownership or proof of um, certificate of authenticity for a physical item. So then wow. you would you would buy the guitar more or less, but then what would come with that is the address of this NFT blockchain address um, that is tied to the certificate of auth- authenticity. So then you don't have to worry about it, you know, that piece of paper burning in a fire or losing it or something, right. you know. So then it goes on and it can go on. Yeah, honestly, like the, because I used to be someone who thought it was all stupid. I didn't Mm -hmm. understand how like these silly digital things could be worth anything. And then I realized that if somebody wants something, there is value to it, regardless of Mm -hmm. if it's made of metal or if it's made of dirt or, you know, like um, that's just the way that markets work. And so once I stopped trying to relate it so much to things in the physical world, it started to make a little bit more sense. But then once you get over that hurdle, you can kind of start to draw the parallels of how um, it applies to the physical world. Like um, there's a lot of talk of uh, being able to do like crypto backed loans where you have an NFT asset and use that as collateral for a loan on a house or something, you know, that's how normal loans already work. You can put up collateral for a loan, but it's just a new sort of asset that you can put up in exchange. Man, that's wild. That's going to change everything, isn't it? I mean, that's the idea, yeah. And that, that's what people are thinking because then you're, the whole thing with the decentralized um, financial system is then you you don't have to worry about like how your government reacts to money, right? Or yeah, it's, um, mm. you don't have your money in a stock market that is, you know... Um, basically a casino that is run by these giant corporations. You know, people don't want to talk about this, how like fraudulent the financial system tends to be, but mm. you don't have to worry about stuff like that as much. You, I mean, it's still mm-hmm. possible to get cleaned out. It's still possible that things go wrong. So it's just as important. Like you never want to have all of your money in one place. Like you don't want to put it all under your mattress. You put some in a bank, you keep some in a safe, you know, like keep some cash in your wallet. It's the same sort of thing. You want to spread, spread your stuff out. So is it like virtually un can it be stolen these things it can technically depending on how secure your account is just like anything else like if you have if your bank account is tyler talbot one two three which i'm hoping it's not because i would have just given it away to all two people that are still listening to this episode You know, it's the same sort of thing. Someone could just go clean out your bank account. So mm-hmm. there, there are levels of protection, just like, just like anything else. You know, it's wild, man. It's like with the metaverse and everything, and this, I feel like we're really on the cusp of like the new, like the futuristic world that we've been watching since we were kids. Yeah, like Back to the Future. You right. know, because remember, it was in our lifetime when like those automated soda machines started popping up in right. restaurants and mm-hmm. like self checkouts and like all this stuff that was kind of seen as like novelty in, in back to the future. Those movies, it's like, 
reality now mm-hmm. and you don't even think about that right but this is kind of like next level here it comes it is know? next level and the problem is like it's hard to do research on blockchain stuff without getting a bunch of articles about like the really granular technology lingo most people don't care about any of that they just need to know like mm. the questions that you're asking like well how does it relate to someone like me who's not a a computer programmer, you know? Yeah. How would I actually utilize it? So we have to get through the initial like development of the technology before Mm -hmm. it becomes widespread and mainstream and and it's easier to explain to people. Um, But I do think that it's kind of the next thing. And I'm not, I hate talking about it because I hate like sounding like a crypto bro, you know, like, like finance bros that are super into crypto and trying to like get you to yeah. invest in the next big coin. I, I don't care about any of that. You know, I don't know. I, I don't like... own any, any crypto myself right now. So maybe I'm opposed, <laughs> yeah. but the technology is really interesting. And that's the part of, about it that fascinates me right now. Yeah. Well, and that wasn't like, Hey, we'll show you how to do this. Right. This is like, this is a general understanding of what's going on and it is popping up all over. What, what was that one that was viral? It was like, maybe last year Doge. of like some, no, it was a, oh. an, an NFT. It was like a seal or something like a oh, seal. I don't know. I have not been able to keep up with any of the NFTs. There's like <sighs> stoner cats. Well, okay. So yeah, maybe that was, uh, <laughs> well, Mila Jeez. Kunis, you know, Ashton Kutcher and his wife, Mila mm-hmm. Kunis, she's mm-hmm. doing a show that is completely funded by NFTs. Every episode of the show is an NFT because it allowed them to make this super expensive animated show, but not have to put it on a streaming service, not have to have like a studio weigh in on any of the decisions and stuff. They could just crowdsource it, crowd crowdfund it and make this show. So, Holy you know, cow. stuff like that, like a use case that most people wouldn't have thought of, but like you can, the, the parallels to the music industry are really interesting too. Like mm-hmm. you guys just crowdfunded an album and the return is you have to distribute these albums to people or these rewards or whatever. You could mm-hmm. essentially at some point do that through an NFT marketplace and then people own, right. actually own a unique copy of the album that they couldn't get anywhere else because it was the Indiegogo or whatever a limited edition for that, you know, mm. in some way. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Do you have, um, you don't have a VR headset. No. Doesn't it seem like we'd be the kind of guys that have one of those already to it, like try it? totally it? does. And I think the reason, <laughs> the main reason that I've never gotten one is because I just don't feel like they're good enough yet. Yeah. Like I don't want to get some VR headset that's like 240p like potato quality yeah. image you know I'd, I'd rather wait until it's real dope you know well don't they i think they say that too like that the, the technology isn't quite with the idea yet yeah Mo- for the most part right and i'd say this metaverse thing is like kind of the yeah that that that's the thing that'll probably make it make me curious to get one but in terms of like playing mm-hmm. video games like none of the games yeah. that we like to play are compatible with it in the way that the the ones that are just kind of like dance dance revolution sort of like you know dopey fun games but i don't want to play them really i remember seeing this commercial it was really funny it was uh this guy was sitting on uh like an ottoman playing 
VR game or something and his girlfriend and her friends like helped her move out while he was playing and yeah. all of a sudden the TV wasn't there mm-hmm. and it was just him. He pulled his goggles off and he was just like sitting there in the room and was like, oh, <laughs> so I just don't, I don't know. There's something about like, you know, when I'm sitting down and I'm playing a game, I'm relaxing doing that. Right. And if, if there's moments where like my heart rate gets up when we get in like a skirmish with some people, right. like yep. I don't want that all the time. <laughs> right. You know, have you seen the one where the guy's wearing it in the living room and he's like standing on the, on this ledge and all of his friends are like, you got to jump. Yeah. You got to jump. <laughs> he just jumps through the TV. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the VR headset fail compilations are pretty epic. I remember like back in the day, there used to be a lot of Wii fails where people would oh, throw yeah. the remotes through their TVs and stuff. But the VR ones where they're like doing a boxing game and then they punch a hole in their TV or like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's so good. But yeah, yeah, I think, I think I would prefer still in terms of video games, like I would still prefer to kind of sit in a chair with a controller in my hand and just mm-hmm. instead of looking at a, a TV, have like an immersive headset on with mm-hmm. like maybe some, angle of view or I have to move my head around or whatever. Um, but I don't really like the idea of like getting up and moving around when I'm playing video games. Cause it's the same thing for me. Like it's a, it's definitely a, uh, relaxation sort of unplug exercise for me. Like yeah. if I need to work out, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm not going to do VR yeah. aerobics, you know? Have you, uh, been like in an airport and s- seen a kid like with the VR on over plugged, plugged into the wall? No. And sometimes, I was in a lot of them a couple of years ago, a lot of airports, and I remember seeing kids just like sitting cross-legged on the ground with their VR headsets uh, on, and I was like, man, for, for me, airports are such like a, I use airports for my creativity. Like, mm. I mean, I will admit that I'm a people watcher. I'm not like, I don't stare. Oh, I stare. I'm a people stare. You are? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. I like, I like bounce around, Yeah. you know, like just long enough um, tell someone's like that creep staring at me, right. but I've seen that. And, and there's just, there's a part of me that feels like checking out of everyday situations into like that virtual environment is the, the part that makes me the most nervous, mm. like setting aside some time to get on the virtual environment or whatever at, at night. And, you know, that's something in the comfort but, of your home where there's not other people around. Like, yeah check out of like a real social situation yeah the other thing about that is it like opens you up to um people messing with you in the real world yeah you know like you could pull your headset it off and all of your suitcases are gone because someone just (laughs) like i'm just gonna rob this guy and he's not even gonna know (laughs) you know like that's the kind of thing when you do stuff like that in public just I, i have a hard time with people that just don't have any situational awareness at all. Not to say mm-hmm. that I'm like a Navy SEAL and like always analyzing people and like looking for exits and stuff, but like people that have just kind of walking around, you know, just assuming that everyone is going to be nice to them all the time. You know, it's an easy mm-hmm. way to get mugged, I think. We're going to see each other soon. We should, you're going to totally think this is a bad idea, but we should go in on one with each other because I've never even, I've never even tried it. Yeah. You could pr- there's probably places you can go yeah, try them. I'm sure. Yeah. I've never done it. Have you? No. I, <sighs> I think there, there either is or there was going to be before COVID happened, but a 
um, virtual reality like um, arena thing. Like a game like bar. It, it oh. was like a, like a zombie apocalypse like shooter thing where you had to like go through <sighs> this basically this open warehouse that, with nothing in it, but they can you know put headsets on you and you think there's stuff there and you walk around. I can't remember if they actually made it or not, but. Um, I don't want to do the zombie things. I don't like being scared, mm-hmm. but if there was like no. a nicer version of that to test it out, yeah. that'd be cool. Yeah. The nice thing about speakers in front of you when you're playing a game or watching a movie is like, like the, my dad has some surround sound stuff. So when we, whenever we get together with them and watch a movie or something, I'm always like helicopters are whirring in the back. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if right. I need this. Like, yeah. <laughs> Or when you're pl- when you're playing like in your head, there's like positional sounds in your headset, right? So like that's kind of been messing with me recently. I've been playing like playing a lot of Halo, and oh, yeah. the uh, the stereo imaging on the new Halo game is is really good. Like to is the to the point where I've been, um, you know, I can hear what direction footsteps are coming from, and it, it like really helps me know where people are. But it. The yeah. other day I got super into it and I was like looking around in my room because I kept thinking there was someone behind me. It was, <laughs> I don't know, So much. did you notice, this is just kind of a little, it's right along there. Did you notice with the AirPods, um, was it after the new update that just happened where audio kind of moves around? Oh, that's been a that's been a thing. Sp- it has been spatial, yeah. Okay, so when I updated, it must have like reverted to spatial, and I must have not had that on. Yeah. But because today I was walking my dog, and I was listening to the radio, and like when I turned my head, the audio came to my, and I was like, yeah. And then it went to the left, and uh-huh. I was tweaking. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it depends on it depends on the source. Like, I think if you watch a movie through like the Apple native movie thing, I I move what whatever it's called. I sound like a dork. Yeah. I just watch Netflix, I so what I don't know what, like how you get <laughs> movies on Apple, but they yeah. have it where you can have the spatial audio, and it yeah, if you move your head around, it will image the sound based on where your phone is or something. So Man. yeah, certain certain apps will do it. I don't think Spotify does it. Um, but why is a virtual world and like that immersion and stuff like that? Why is that so much more interesting than our everyday? I mean, who is that our fault? Are they are our content? I mean, um, manufacturers trying to like play to that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's playing on everybody's ethos to like want to escape the mon- either the monotony or like an actual bad existence or something, you know, like everyone yeah. has some reason why they would want to unplug and like go into this other realm. You know, I, I don't do. think anyone yeah. could honestly say that they wouldn't take that chance even just for like a couple minutes a day, you know? Yeah. Just to try it. Even. Right. And I think maybe there are some like good applications for it. Like, like, it would be easier for me to go, do an actual meditation if I was visualizing mm. like a peaceful waterfall or something, you know, instead of watching mm. a video of that where I can still in my periphery see like the stuff that is stressing me out on my desk or whatever. If I could put on a VR and be somewhere calming for 20 minutes in the morning before mm. I do my work, there's stuff like that that could be actually beneficial. But yeah, I think it's a uh, a very easy step into you know just wanting to live your life in the gta world and 
rob banks yeah. and stuff or do whatever yeah i don't know if i want to do that virtually i i just i mean <laughs> not the same yeah you you'd rather the do game, the, get the real thing yeah you know what I mean? yeah i'd like to actually rob <laughs> right let's get it let's get a crew together the three of you that are still here if you're interested in a, in a, a uh, bank. four-man bank robbery <laughs> heist situation let us know <laughs> yeah uh, i don't know man well I appreciate the the one and a half of you that are still listening to this episode. We really <laughs> went down the wormhole here. Um, last thing before we go, if you were plopped into a world with no rules, no repercussions, mm-hmm. could do anything for a day, what would you do? You're asking me? Yeah. Would you be the good guy? Would you be the vigilante? Would you be the bad guy? Would you just watch everyone else? I want to say I'd be the good guy. And when I've ever played a game where there's a choice to be good or bad, I usually I do usually choose the good. Yeah. But there's such an allure to do things that could be fun without mm-hmm. repercussions. Yeah. You know. Um like if I walk my guy up in Grand Theft Auto to the bar and just pound six whiskeys and he passes out, no harm done. He right. just wakes up, you know, <laughs> yeah. in another place. Yeah. Still blacks out. Yeah, he uh, does still black out, which is hilarious. No headaches, though. It's true, yeah. N- no day of regret. Right. You know, I'm not sure, man. It's, I would do a lot of, I would do a lot of uh, fun things constantly. Yeah. You know. Right. Skydive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously, like all that adrenaline junkie stuff that I can never really bring myself to do most of the time, I'd be all over Because that. you're afraid it would actually kill you or something. Yeah, well, I heard it was on Seinfeld the other day. He was like, why do we wear, why do they wear helmets to skydive? Like <laughs> at a certain point, isn't the helmet wearing you? Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. It's probably like, like you, the illusion of safety or something. Yeah. But also sure. like, I mean, I don't want to ruin the joke, but there's a lot of things that can go hap- <laughs> that can go wrong after the parachute opens. Like you could run into sure. a tree with a parachute where it, Right, wouldn't the impact wouldn't kill you, but a branch going through your dome would. Yeah, you know, and the helmet or like would, your own limb, right, knock you in the head, or right, something. or you could land wrong and knock your head against the ground. In which case, the helmet would be beneficial. So, not ah, Jerry, we just blew holes through that. I don't, buddy. I don't love that premise, Jerry. You're gonna have to try harder than that. But your comedy days are over. Yeah, buddy. if I were to be, what about you? You didn't. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, if I were to be plopped in a world for a day with no repercussions, I think, unfortunately, I hate to admit it. I would be um, my like alter ego, definitely. I would do a lot of the stuff that I can't bring myself to do in real life. Not the adrenaline junkie stuff, but like slam a whiskey and then punch a dude at the bar. Like guy looks at me wrong, just walk (laughs) over and sock him. Something that I would never do in real life. And I don't condone doing. I don't condone doing, let me say that. I think think adults (laughs) fighting over things is the dumbest shit ever. (laughs) Like it's so dumb, but um, that being said, some some days I feel like it would feel good to just slug a guy, um, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'd probably be the vigilante, that yep. kind of character, like the anti-hero kind of thing. But yeah, mm. not good or bad. So mm. it's kind of I feel like I am already though. <laughs> well, so yeah, you'd be something different. You'd be the good I, guy. 
just be bad. Oh yeah, sorry. Good, yeah, right, yeah, right, right. right. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of Similar Vein. Um, thanks for letting us talk about things we want to talk about every now and again, even though we probably lost most of you, but that's okay. <laughs> There's always next week. Uh, be sure to hit us up on Instagram at Similar Vein Podcast and TikTok at Similar Vein Podcast. Be sure to rate and subscribe if you haven't already. And until next time, we will see y'all. See y'all.